Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The leader of the Conservative Party of Canada, who has told us from the outset that he pursued the leadership that he is running for Prime Minister of Canada. Well, the talk is we may have an election coming up in 2023. And Pierre Polyev joins us on The Roy Green Show. How are you, Mr. Polyev? Good to be with you. Thanks for having me. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. You've said Canada is broken. Mr. Trudeau's firing back at you, saying Canada is not broken. I'm anticipating this is going to be a central theme between the Conservative Party and the Liberals. So how is Canada broken? Well, first of all, I did not say Canada was broken. He deliberately misquoted me. I said everything feels broken right now. And that the source of it is the fact that his government is broken. You know, he can claim that, don't worry, be happy, everything's fine. But look at the reality. Look at the, the statistics tell you that things are broken. We have 40-year highs in inflation, the fastest rising interest rates in modern monetary history, 1.5 million people eating at a food bank in a single month. One in five Canadians skipping meals because they can't afford food prices. House prices have doubled since 2015. In fact, it takes over 60% of the average family's monthly income to pay the mortgage on the average house, which is mathematically impossible for most families. There's 2.2 million people waiting in an immigration backlog. Um, We still have people waiting 10 months to get a passport. I met a guy at the airport the other day who actually missed his own wedding, which was going to happen in the Caribbean, because he could not get a passport despite having applied 10 months earlier. The number of uh, opioid-related deaths has gone uh, up by over 100% from 8 per day in 2016 to 20 per day. Um, this, uh, sorry, last year. So look, it is, uh, you just have to look down the, 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 the chronicle of all the facts and, uh, the, what is actually going well in Canada? Not much. Yeah. We've talked Under about that leadership. We've talked about the all these things, things on the program well, are, 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 are things that everyday Canadians are contributing yeah. to. And, you know, the funny thing is he said, well, things are going well for, as an example, we have, uh, Atlantic Canadians helping each other out after the hurricane. Well, that's true, but that has nothing to do with him. That's because of the good-natured spirit of Canadian Right. Mr. Polyev, I only have 10 minutes with you, so I have to get to some issues with you. And I appreciate you coming on. And we've talked about all of these challenges that Canadians are facing, and they're very legitimate. The healthcare situation, our healthcare system is in absolute crisis mode. Uh, People are dying while they're waiting to be diagnosed. Uh, The carbon tax is an issue. Inflation the interest rates, they're all a significant part of the overall mosaic that we're trying to live with and live through in this country. So uh, you've said uh, in your speech to your party, you said the other day, it's time to stand on the side of the common people. I like the sound of that. Who are the common people 
And what is the number one, if I can ask you what the number one issue to you is that really resonates and connects with the common people of this country? What is it? Well, it's, you know, it reminds me of my own story. I was born of a 16-year-old unwed mother who gave me up for adoption to two school teachers. They taught me that it didn't matter where I came from, but where I was going. It didn't matter who I knew, but what I could do. Um, that's the country I want my kids to inherit. Um, and uh, I, I, right now, there's a sense among people who start with modest beginnings that they can't get ahead. No matter how hard they work, they do everything right. You know, our young people go to university to get their degree. They move out. They try to vote, but then they can't afford anything other than a 400-square-foot apartment, which means they can't get married or start a family. Um, and so I want to re- restore the opportunity to every single person who works hard to achieve their dreams and fulfill their goals. That's the kind of country I want to restore for the, the, the common people the people who work hard, pay their taxes, and play by the rules. Okay, let me just run some individual items and issues past you and hear your thoughts. Let's start with one of the most controversial pieces of legislation that we deal with, the carbon tax. Your thoughts? Against. Yeah, I know you are against. But how do you how do you put that into into play? How do you make that an effective part of the of your governance of this country? You do you just roll it back? What what do you what do you change about the carbon tax? Well, I would scrap the carbon tax and uh, I would uh, replace it. I would basically uh, pursue technology instead of taxes. We can. Uh, the provinces of the country already have incentives in place for large industrial corporations to reduce their emissions. Uh, the um, federal government should work to speed up approval on new carbon-free sources of electricity like hydroelectric dams in Quebec, nuclear power in Western Canada and uh, Ontario and New Brunswick, um, carbon capture and storage uh, in uh, the oil sands, but also in other related sectors. We should export more of our clean Canadian natural gas to help the foreign polluters close down their coal fire plants. We should produce oil more efficiently and with lower emissions and then stop importing 130,000 barrels of overseas dirty oil every single day. These are the things we can do instead. Yeah. Trudeau and Singh in the costly coalition want to triple, triple, triple the carbon tax, which is going to drive up home heat, gas and groceries. Canadians can't afford to pay more. The carbon tax is not working to reduce emissions. It's time for technology instead of taxes. You know, it's interesting. When it came to the issue of inflation, I'll ask you for your thoughts on that in a moment. But uh, I said when it first started to spiral out of control that inflation to me, this is a this is a street corner definition. It's when the Canadian goes to the gas station and the grocery store in the same morning and can't afford to fill up at either and that's the situation we found ourselves in. So, when it comes to the reality that we're dealing with, with inflation and uh, and interest rates, and you've talked about gatekeepers, how much uh, influence does a government and a prime minister have? I know we're short on time here. How much influence do you have directly on inflation and interest rates? What can you do? A lot. Um and right now the government's doing a lot of harm, large deficits drive up both inflation and interest rates. They do this by bidding up the cost of the goods we buy and the interest that we pay. There's only so much money to borrow and only so many goods to buy. When the government is borrowing and buying, 
uh, at, at an ex- exceptional rate, like the half trillion dollars of deficits Trudeau has run, it drives up the cost of living. So the cost of government is driving up the cost of living. We need to cap government spending to um, eliminate these deficits and bring down. We also need to get rid of inflationary taxes like the carbon tax and finally get the gatekeepers out of the way so that our businesses and farmers can produce more of the food we eat, the houses we buy, and the energy that we need. All right. Yves Giroux, who's going to be on with me in an hour, said last month that the Liberals did not show fiscal restraint in their fall update. I'm not going to ask you to comment on that unless you can fit it into the next answer. And this is my last question for you because of our time limitations. Healthcare. We keep hearing that governments need to throw or direct more money toward health care. The past president of the CMA, Canadian Medical Association, told me two weeks ago on this program that um, unstructured f- extra funding for health care is not the direction to go. What do you do about health care and how can we make it affordable considering we're putting so much money into health care on an annual basis already? Well, there's some obvious low-cost solutions. Right now, we, we bring in 400,000 immigrants to Canada every day, sorry, every year. Many of them have skills that we could put to use in our healthcare system, but uh, only 40% of foreign-trained doctors are given a license to practice in Canadian hospitals. Only 36% of foreign-trained nurses have the same opportunity. So here we have all of these talented doctors and nurses that came here uh, with the promise of working in the medical profession, blocked by licensing bodies that prevent them from doing that job. Um, I want to sign a deal with the provinces to speed up the recognition of foreign credentials, um, to have, for example, an answer for every immigrant that applies to work in a profession within 60 days based on their tested abilities, not based on where they came from. I want to put in 30,000 small study loans to help immigrant doctors take time off work to get studied up and get licensed. And I want to allow future immigrants to begin working and getting licensed before they even arrive so that right when they get to Canada, they can go straight into their work as a doctor or a nurse and serve our system. That is the lowest cost way we can add nurses and doctors to the system and give bigger paychecks to our immigrants. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.